Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 244. This episode sees the return of Dr. Warren Bradley, who is the founder of Hytro. Warren came on before on the podcast and we discussed the story behind Hytro. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go and check it out. This podcast, we focused a little bit more on the research side of things because there's more and more research coming out, out around blood flow restriction training. Um, a lot of research being carried out by Hytro and a number of different establishments that Hytro are working with as well across a number of different sports. But I know they are now um, at working with a number of different football clubs as well. So that has progressed since the last time we spoke. We also touched on the latest research. We spoke about the an update on practitioners' views, experiences and knowledge of BFR as well. We spoke about some of the feedback that they've had from clubs as well, some of the performance questions that they've put to Hydro that they are working with to try and find a resolution for, and also future research where that needs to be done, be carried out, and also what Hydro are doing currently. So there's definitely going to be a follow-up episode to this podcast as well when more of the research comes out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode with Warren. Now, this episode comes a week after our event in Manchester, Manchester Institute of Health and Performance. The evening was a brilliant evening. We had two fantastic presentations from Amy O'Keefe and also Naomi Myhill. They will be on our available to watch back on our, our online community very soon. Um, the evening was a great evening. We focused around the women's game and preparation for the next phase of evolution of the women's game. We had some brilliant questions. Probably the best event we've run so far in terms of engagement with everyone there and the questions that they put to both Amy and Naomi as well. So a big thank you to everybody that came out to the evening. And um, like I say, the presentations will be available to watch back on our community very soon. The next event that we've got confirmed is on Tuesday the 4th of July at Go Perform in Reading. We've got two presentations of that event as well. Lead physical performance coach for Arsenal women, Pauli Roche, is going to be presenting alongside Reading FC's academy sports scientist, Will Haler. So if you are keen to get to that event, go to footballfitfed.com, click the shop tab and then networking events and you'll be able to purchase your tickets there. Also, just a little heads up, we have got another one of our YouTube special podcast coming very soon over the next few weeks so if you're not subscribed on youtube we're getting more and more people actually watching the episodes now rather than just listening so if you do watch the episodes please make sure you subscribe as well so you get access to the episodes as soon as they come out we are also going to be doing a bit more content over on the youtube channel as well we've got some cool stuff lined up so make sure make sure you are subscribed just search football fitness federation over on YouTube. You can check out the content we've already got on there because there's quite a bit on there already. But like I said, we've got some cool stuff coming over the next few weeks as well. Just before we get into the podcast, I want to say a massive thank you to our sponsors, The Good Prep. The Good Prep is a meal prep delivery service that provides fresh, ready-to-eat, chef-cooked meals straight to your door. They offer meal plans tailored to your personal goals, current activity level and schedule. The Good Prep works closely with elite level athletes and corporates to develop meal solutions that meet the ever-changing demands of performance and training. Their clients include Brighton & Hove Albion, the PGMOL, 
Commonwealth teams, Gymshark and many more. Their meals are full of all the nutrients you need to keep you in peak performance so you can achieve every goal you set. Plus you can reclaim your time, eat better, move more and reduce food waste too. Their meal plans are designed to guide you through your journey to a healthier you. Take the guesswork out of healthy eating and discover the power of nutrition at thegoodprep.com and make sure you use the code FFF15 for 15% off your first order. Also, a massive thank you to Hytro. Have you ever tried blood flow restriction training? For pro sports teams and athletes, Hytro is the only performance BFR brand to create pressure-validated BFR wearables that are practical, safe, and scalable, allowing you to enhance recovery and maximize athletic potential like never before. Whether in the changing room post-game, during away game travel, in the hotel or at home, Hytro has created a simple and effective tool that allows BFR to be delivered to athletes and squads simultaneously and safely. Check them out at hytro.com or you can email teamsales at hytro.com to find out how Hytro BFR can give your squad a competitive edge. And obviously that is what we are going to be covering in this episode as well. Just a final thank you, a massive thank you to the guys at Rezzle as well. Make sure you go and check out the amazing work that they are doing. And let's get into episode 244 with the founder of Hydro, Dr. Warren Bradley. Rezzle is the world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Whatever your team, your sport, your ability, improve your game and train like a pro. Rezzle, Rezzle. Reactions, performance, accuracy, stamina, resilience. Train at home in the Rezzle Sports and Fitness VR Training Arena. Search Rezzle, R-E-Z-Z-I-L. The world's number one virtual reality sports trainer. Available now on MetaQuest. Welcome back to the Football Fitness Federation podcast. This is episode 244. I'm delighted to welcome back onto the podcast, founder of Hytro, Warren, how are we doing? Hey Ben, how are you doing buddy? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on again. No, thank you for coming on, mate. We've, we've had a lot of conversations that haven't been recorded, so it's nice to get, actually get one recorded and get a few updates. Um, you guys are taking over the world. That's the first thing to point out. <laughs> <laughs> well no in all seriousness is, it's that, the little... perception? is, it what? is that the perception is that the perception taking over the world really well i'll take that yeah, I, I think <laughs> it is from certain people including myself um but no in all honesty things look like they're going really well which is great to see we it's been a little while since we did the, the last podcast hasn't it and actually got the recorded one out there so this is going to be great to yeah. get into a few updates is there anything that jumps out straight away in terms of giving us an update? We're going to go into a bit more detail, but give us a bit of an update on uh, how things have been going. Yeah, well, uh, big question. A lot a lot has happened. I think the pod we did was probably over 12 months ago, right? Probably 14, yeah. 15 months ago. Check. Gosh, in that time, we probably had about 15, 20 clubs on board at that point. We've got uh, 65, 66 clubs now using the product across the world, which... Obviously, that, that growth rate is pretty phenomenal in the past 12 months. Um, we've sold to most of the Premier League now, work with work with a lot of clubs there. Premiership rugby is mostly tied up, international football teams. And now, as you said, we're over in America, Europe, uh, New Zealand, Australia. We've had inbound from all over the world. So what we're doing right now is we're setting up a kind of subsidiary Hytro USA over in, over in America. 
And we actually have one of our team out there at the moment, uh, conferences and meeting teams. That's going really well. Um, what else? So investment-wise, we, we've we've hit some pretty big milestones there. We've had 50-odd coaches get involved, which has been incredible. Um, that's our community, coaches you know, who use the product at clubs. They've come on board to support us. And we've also got some big-named athletes now as well who've invested in the company, which is phenomenal. That's Premier League footballers. Uh, and one of note is Sam Warburton, for any rugby fans out there. Obviously, ex-British uh, British and Lions, um, British and Ireland uh, captain for however many years. So incredible guy, very humble. He's invested in advising us now, which is cool. Um, but but mostly, I would say what's happened for me personally in the company is we've learned a hell of a lot from clubs in terms of innovating with the product and how to use it. So what I've been kind of picking up on is all these different ways of leveraging BFR to benefit performance and recovery. And now we're looking at researching that. We're really kind of robustly putting in place research measures to capture that content. So yeah, it's a whistle stop tour for you, but uh, but lots lots happening. No, brilliant. What what's been the sort of reaction or when you're going into clubs, Warren? What's the understanding now? Because obviously, probably before when we spoke, when you talked about BFR, some people would have a vague understanding. Some people might not really know what blood flow restriction was at all. And then obviously with Nitro yeah. now. Uh, you becoming synonymous with BFR. So when people think BFR, a lot of the time they're going to think of hydro. So what's the sort of reception into clubs now? When you're going in, do people know exactly what hydro is and what BFR is? And it's a case of working with them on protocols or are you still having to go into the education side of things? Um, yeah, I mean, we still obviously were heavy into the education because of what we do is pretty different and we unlock so many different utilities of BFR. But what I've noticed is probably from about six, seven months ago, I always ask, have you heard of, you know, BFR, of course, first, but then have you heard of Hytro? Have you any experience with Hytro? And now inevitably everyone at the clubs we go to have, has heard of or used Hytro, which is incredible, really. Like just when I rewind and think I was sewing this thing in my spare bedroom four and a half, five years ago, <laughs> and now most of the Premier League use it and pretty much everyone in the football and rugby and cricket industry in the top levels know what my company is. I'm just, I'm blown away. Um, but in terms of kind of the understanding of how BFR can be applied, there's still a lot of education to do there. And that's because we're only finding this out as we go. So just to give you an example, we we only heard, I think it was about two months ago, that one of our partners, St. Helens, was using BFR in an ice bath in contrast bathing in the shower strapping in in the ice bath and unstrapping in a hot shower. And intuitively, the science makes complete sense there, but we had never considered that. So after speaking with them and hearing actually there was another club doing it as well off their own back, I was like, there's something here. So we're now doing research into that, which when we've completed, we'll go back to other clubs and say, here's a white paper, here's a research paper on how to use BFR with an ice bath. But those things are kind of just drip feeding over the, over the months as they come in from clubs. So... Yeah, it, there's a heavy education lift really when we go to clubs because we want to make sure they get the most of, out of this. You know, there's several impact opportunities for every every coach, every club, every athlete, and we need to be cautious to identify what they are and deliver that to them. And when you're going into, I know you've covered a number of different sports, but if we, if we speak solely about football and you're going into football clubs, yeah. what seems to peak? coach's interest is it more the recovery side of things or what, like what's what's capturing their interest with bfr and hydro in particular i guess it very much depends on their their needs so you may have 
certain squads we've been to where they've had a lot of hamstring injuries or ACLs or kind of more down the the rehab side of things, which is obviously more traditionally BFR, but that's what we'd focus on because there's a big impact there. And then we bring in the recovery side of things. Um, the recovery side of BFR has probably been the most widely adopted because it's the easiest thing to implement. Implement So it's three by five minute rounds strapped in while doing anything you want, walking, sitting down, lying down on a bike. You know, you can do it in pretty much any, any uh, opportunity for recovery. So that's probably been the biggest bang for buck and the biggest buy-in from teams. What we saw probably about the start of this year, 2023, was uh, some clubs starting to use it for preparation work. So exercise prep in their prehab. So during their mobility, uh, during their kind of plyometric work prior to going on the pitch. And over a couple of months, they were collecting data on that and seeing some pretty impressive improvements in things like CMJs, um, knee to wall, sit and reach. So kind of the flexibility um, and also just performance on the pitch. So after we saw that at the beginning, we started delivering that in education to clubs. And now that's actually catching up rapidly to recovery. Because if you can prepare an athlete more optimally and more appropriately and quicker, then of course that's got a huge advantage going out onto the pitch. To one, improve exercise, um, improve the outcome of the exercise, improve the adaptations you get from exercise. And also to kind of limit injury. You know, if you're warming up more effectively, you're going to hopefully reduce injury risk. So I'd say those are the two components, recovery and prep, and then it's kind of case by case around the other stuff. Just on that prep work, Warren, that's really interesting. Like, what does that what does that actually look like in terms of when are they strapping in, what exercises they're doing? Because you mentioned like about any plyo work or mobility work. So are they are they strapping into the the short when they're doing like a plyometric, like a um, a pre training or whatever they're going to go and do, like a movement prep? Yeah, it's very individualized against the club. So I think one of the biggest benefits of having a product that's wearable and versatile like Hytro is that you can implement it in what you already do quite easily. So instead of saying, we think you should do X and follow this protocol, which may not align to their program, we would say, okay, what do you do? Okay, you do mobility. It's around 15 minutes, right? Let's do it while you do mobility. Strap in three times, have a two-minute reperfusion unstrap in between for every five minutes. So you might extend that mobility period for four or five minutes, but you've actually massively accelerated, improved the outcome from that mobility session. So that might be one club. Another club might like to do a bike beforehand, like kind of like a bike flush, but pre-training. Yeah. Perfect. Great opportunity to add BFR at a low cadence, a slow cadence, low wattage. Um, for some kind of tendon prep, we've, we've seen clubs use wall sits at 120 degrees, so not 90 degrees. And I won't profess to be an expert in this area at all, but they've seen it work very effectively with BFR applied for five rounds of 30 seconds with 30 seconds rest. And that's really modulating pain. It's getting that analgesic and helping the athlete uh, increase their pain tolerance and go through a session pain-free, essentially. Which is pretty that cool. sounds so, disgusting protocol. <laughs> yeah, it's a flexible protocol. And this is why we're doing the research, because we want to shore up the protocols that we use, you know, validate them, do proper crossover designs, RCTs in, in labs and also in the field and come to the market with the gold standard because th there isn't one that exists. There's exercise protocols, but there isn't a gold standard. So we want to go do that research and prove it. I know it's getting pretty hard to ignore the research now around BFR, isn't it? Because of the impact that it's making, like you've mentioned a few clubs there already. Is there anything else in terms of recent research that you wanted to mention i mean i'd love to delve into the research that we're actually conducting um 
and the reason really is we think it's really important or specifically i do that we perform research that's practically applicable in the field so often when i was working back in clubs i would read some research and i'd be racking my brains to find ways to actually implement it because there might be a bit of a disconnect between a lab-based study and how you apply it in the field because you might not have all the lads there at once you might have a lot of logistical barriers that don't allow you to apply it so what we're being really conscious of doing is any research we're doing first of all we're aligning with the university to get proper ethical consent uh, ethical approval so that we can publish the study and second so that we can make sure it's really robustly designed with with uh, with uh, not supervisors, sorry, with researchers, so that we know the study we're doing is PhD quality. You know, it's a proper research study, but it's using protocols that can be applied practically in the field, and therefore it has a tangible impact on the industry that we work in. And if we can show a recovery protocol that any club can do in team sport, and we've proven it by research, that's phenomenal. It's industry yeah. changing, and that's what we're currently doing. So. Yeah, if you'll permit me to, to waffle on for a bit, just stop me whenever you want. I can talk about some of the interesting research that we're, we've done, we're currently doing, and will be doing. Um, so, yeah, I guess one of the best ones to start with is a recovery study because we've just finished a recovery study with Bristol Bears, so the Rugby Union Club, and we did a passive BFR recovery study. So what we looked at was a three-by-five-minute rounds of passive BFR performed in the changing rooms immediately post-game or on the bus on the way home after an away game because, of course, week to week, there could have been a home or an away game. And what we looked at, were it was a very uh, subjective study. There was no objective data, which we'll be building upon in the future, but we looked at fatigue. We looked at upper body and lower body joint pain and upper body and lower body muscle pain. Of course, in rugby players, that's... Uh, rugby match is obviously going to cause a lot of muscle damage and a lot of pain and whatnot. So we expected to see a pretty big drop off in those in terms of their uh, subjective scores after the game, which we did. So we took a measurement before the game, after the game to quantify the game. And then we did the intervention and retested to see what happened with the intervention. And then we tested them again 48 hours later. And what we saw was uh, the control group obviously stayed pretty damaged straight after the intervention because they we're in a control group. The intervention group significantly improved. So their fatigue went from a score of one to five. They were a one after the game. They went up to around 2.2 across the board for fatigue, muscle pain, and joint soreness. Of course, the control group didn't change. And then 48 hours later, there was a super compensation effect. So the BFR group actually went to something like a 4.2, 4.3. And the control group was somewhere down at 3.2. So we saw a significant difference in the group that had the only difference was the BFR element post-game. So that really validated it in terms of subjective feelings of recovery. But what we wanted to do was CMJs, but it was really difficult to get that built in because of the, the traveling nature. You know, you'd have to carry decks with you uh, traveling. However, we are doing that study now with uh, Bristol City Women's. So we're going to replicate that study, but we're also going to take markers like CMJs because we have some portable uh, four stacks that we can take with so we'll have some objective data for that too um and that was actually run through the university as well for a student that was at bristol bears that original study so it means we can publish as well which is fantastic um and further to that we've just finished a pilot study with the wru women's team over the six nations for recovery so i can't actually talk about that right now because we're ironing out uh, a wider commercial agreement for a bigger study coming soon but that was very promising saw some decent recovery benefits in the ladies. 
And further to all of that, we're underpinning this with an academic study. So Essex University is performing a proper RCT looking at um, recovery BFR, passive recovery BFR, three by fives again. And we're also looking at limb occlusion pressure, which basically we can tell you about the, the actual pressure in milligrams of mercury that our product supplies. But what we can't tell you at present is the limb occlusion pressure. So how the artery is responding to that pressure. So we're doing that study at the moment so that we can go out with a table that says, here's the real pressure and here's the LOP that goes with it. So we've really got a robust um, a robust pressure data of validation on the products after this study. So that's recovery. Do, do you have any, any thoughts on that, Ben, before I keep spieling on? No, I think it's, just, it's super, super interesting. Keep going, keep going. What, um, what are you going to move on to next, Warren? So I'm going to go to the preparation stuff that we're doing. Um, as we've seen, that's the other big pillar of how the product is being used at the moment. Um, so there's good existing evidence on ischemic preconditioning, and that's basically BFR. Uh, it's just called ischemic preconditioning, but used prior to exercise. So that's kind of pre-activation type stuff. And it's been seen in the research to improve exercise performance. It's been seen to improve exercise adaptations. Uh, improving the tolerance to training by increasing the pain threshold so your RPEs are lower for the same given workload. Um, but there's nothing in the actual real field of professional sports. It's all kind of done in labs. So again, what we want to do, because we have the only versatile product that can be done with a squad, we want to do that in the field and we want to do that with professional teams. Uh, so we have you know the, the best possible data that we can have from top level athletes to, to disseminate across, across team sports. So I don't know if you saw on my socials yesterday, but I was over at Gloucester Rugby, who we've just signed a research partnership with. And very luckily, actually, there's um, an old colleague of mine from LJMU, uh, Hudo, James Hudson. So he's the head of sports science there. He's just finished his doctorate, PhD at LJMU. So he's really hot on research at the moment because he's fresh out. So he's, uh, he's on, on top of his game with regards to research. So for me, that's incredible because he's going to run this study like a proper real phd study in the club so I've, I've got all faith in james and we've we've kind of um reviewed the the design of the study and the crossover nature of it so what we're looking at is preparing the athletes prior to exercise with bfr and seeing if it enhances their exercise adaptations and their performance in session but also what we want to do is test out versus heat so we want to see does heat warm the athletes up effectively prior to a session and further to that, does heat plus BFR warm them up even more effectively? And the outcome of this is to say, well, once we found the most effective modality, we'll then use it in the season because they're in pre-season. So we're effectively looking at a sham condition, which is a control. So that's wearing the BFR product, but not applied versus BFR in the warmer versus heat versus heat plus BFR. And then we should be able to identify the biggest uh, value add or biggest impact out of those conditions. And there is um, a further caveat to that, really, in, in, in my head, and it would be that the BFR element is by far the easiest part to implement because all you're doing is popping on the shorts while you're doing something else. So even if there was a slightly more pronounced impact from heat plus BFR, but it wasn't that significant versus just BFR, we'd probably just implement BFR because we can see that it's been validated as, let's say, it's 85% effective versus 100%, which is heat plus BFR. But you have to then have a sauna, you know, to do that. So it's pretty complex and cumbersome if you don't have one. Well, it's impossible. 
Now we've got plenty going on on the online community at the moment, loads of great updates and presentations, webinar, loads of content to come. And even this week alone, we've got the nutri nutrition webinar by Amy O'Keefe, that's gonna be uploaded. Another webinar by Naomi Myhill, they're both from our Ma Manchester networking event. We've also got discussions on our uh, WhatsApp group on the off season, priorities of the off season, and also pre-season as well. And we're going to give early access to our YouTube special as well. So that is all just this week. We've got some great stuff coming for the rest of the month as well. So if you're not already a member of our online community, connect with coaches from right around the world. You also get access to over 100 hours of webinars and presentations on a number of different topics. Go to footballfitfed.com. Click the community tab, sign yourself up there. That'll give you 30 days free to see what it's all about. After your 30 days, it becomes a paid membership, a subscription model, and then you get access to our WhatsApp group, which is where a lot of the great content comes, a lot of great discussions from our members. And go and check it out today, footballfitfed.com. Click the community tab, sign yourself up there and become a member. Here's part two of the podcast with Dr. Warren Bradley. So, yeah, I'm delighted with that. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, you just answered my question because I was going to ask around how they're actually applying heat, um, but they're doing that through sauna, are they? Yeah, he's doing it in a sauna. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, a good number of clubs do actually have saunas these days, but it'd be top flight. You wouldn't obviously get that in Champion League 1, League 2. So it's, um, it's a good research study, but the practical takeaway we believe and hypothesize will be that BFR is a really good preparation tool to add into your training. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what we're yeah, summarizing or hypothesizing, should I say. Um, and alongside that, we've just started or we've just got ethics through from Solar University to do a preparation study um, in obviously more of an RCT, so a lab-based trial. And we're using the same protocol without the heat this time, but with just the BFR for preparation. So what we're really conscious of doing is proving everything in a lab and in the field and transferring the same protocol mm -hmm. so that it's obviously usable and ecologically valid in the field while still validated in a lab. Uh, and that's not been done before. And that's really, really important for us as a business because it means that we can obviously use that research and go to any club in the world and say, here it is in a lab, here it is in the field with a rugby team, a football team, a cricket team, a women's team. You know, there's no disputing at that point. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Cheers, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically a lot going on in the research space um, and plenty more in the pipeline, I will say, but I can't talk about them until we sign the sign the agreements. But Well, that's yeah, on the next that's on the next podcast to come, Warren. But it sounds um, no, it sounds really, really interesting in terms of where this has gone from the last time we spoke as well and the progress being made. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of lessons being taken from clubs actually using the shorts now um in terms of that you mentioned the three three by five recovery protocol does that seem to be the norm that a lot of people a lot of clubs or players are leaning towards when they're doing their recovery work yeah um i mean the evidence is emerging basically so there's, there's a good amount of evidence but maybe 20 to 30 papers on recovery and growing but realistically speaking right we don't know what the gold standard is that's just what's being published three by five it could be the three by four three by six three by three and various different 
rest periods could actually be more optimal. And in fact, it could be quite subjective and independent to that individual athlete, right? So yeah, I think three by five is a nice place to start. I do think the research will tell us in the future what is the most optimal. But for me, it's actually a great gray area to play in because what it allows us to do is be completely flexible and say, right, you have a 10 minute window here for whatever reason, some logistical reason. You have a 10 minute window. Let's not do three fives. Let's do three threes. Mm. Why not? You know, let's, we don't know what is the best protocol. We know it works and we know that three flushes is important. So let's split it into three in the time that you've got given, right? Yeah. So we're very flexible with the protocols, um, but they will be shored up over time in terms of gold standard. Yeah. And like you say, that's going to be better than nothing as well, isn't it? If, if you've got nine minutes or whatever it is in short amount of time, it's much better than doing nothing. So you know the importance of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think as well, what one of the biggest benefits we've seen is the buy-in from athletes and coaches. Mm. Because for those who have used BFR, you, you'll understand because you've experienced the feelings of BFR. But for those who haven't, it's it's very it's an unusual feeling. It's something you probably never well you will have never felt before unless you've got a blood pressure taken reading on your arm or something. But basically, you can really feel it working. You feel the swelling, the skin stretching. You see discoloration in in the skin tone, um, and when you release, you feel the flush. You can feel yeah. a hot cold sensation. It's pretty powerful, and you also get that dopamine hit. So you kind of get a euphoria feeling at the end. So what we inevitably find is even if an athlete is a skeptic. As soon as they've tried it for the very first time, most of them are bought in. They're like, wow, that, you know, I felt it working. Therefore, it's working. And athletes often, they're quite subjective in how they think about recovery, which is, I absolutely agree with as well. If you feel better, you probably will perform better. Despite the CMJ not showing an improvement, for example, you feel better, right? So if they feel something and they feel like it's working and they like the feeling, they're going to be bought into it. And I guess an additional point to that is, the fact that it's so versatile with a wearable, they don't have to, for example, be laid in a corner wearing a recovery boot, which takes up time and, and it eats into it. There's an energy cost to that. Mm. If you do something like wearable BFR, you can go for a walk. You can push your push chair. You can walk your dog. You can walk around your house. You can lay down in bed. You can be on a bus. There's so much versatility to doing it. And we know it works and we know they enjoy it and there's buy-in for it. So it's quickly becoming in the teams we work with, the go-to recovery modality purely because they love the feeling and they love the versatility of it. You mentioned before about some of the clubs getting quite innovative in terms of the ice baths and BFR. What have been some of the, because you've talked about the research and also um, spoke a little bit about the future research as well, but when you're speaking to practitioners at clubs, where are they sort of focusing their energy in terms of right we want to know more about this and this is this is where we want to see more research done is there anything that stands out with regards to bfr yeah yeah so it'd be highly dependent on whether they have specific cases at the moment that are causing them trouble so example again i'll go back to that first one the tendinopathies and chronic pain if you have a few athletes that are struggling to get through a session you know, they, they could have cost a lot of money for the club and the manager's expecting them to be available. You need to find solutions to that. And BFR is obviously a pretty pretty unique way of managing pain and also regenerating tissue quickly and getting them back on the feet quicker. So we found if there's a specific need at a club, that's what we'll be researching because they're obviously the heads in, in, in that space. They're like, we need to get this better. 
Therefore, they're, they're all ears. They want to know how they can be helped in that regard. If it's a bit more of a, a blank slate, we'll kind of, we'll discuss ideas. We'll say, look, this is the way it is being used at various clubs. And we'll go through various different um, modalities, depending on the logistics of a setup in a certain sport, which they might want to learn from, for example. And then we'll kind of just bottom out, okay, the biggest impact opportunity here is preparation because we want to warm up athletes more effectively to reduce injury risk. And that's where we'll go with it. But what this all ties into is a bit of a consultation process. We like to discuss with teams and innovate with them. So we don't come in and say, this is what we do. This is what you are doing. We say, these are all the things we could do. How does your program look? What problems are you having at the moment? Where could we have impact here? And because of the versatility of BFR, there's so many different things we could do. We're more than happy to go on a tangent and be like, right, let's just look at this as a case study. Let's look at these three case studies in three athletes, or let's do a big longitudinal study with the whole squad if it makes sense. But it's very much dependent on what the club needs and what they want. Yeah, that makes complete sense because everyone's going to be slightly different in there. There's going to be a lot of similarities, isn't there? But there's going to be some differences in terms of approach as well. And it's it must be a much faster process and more effective for each club and coach to do that and, and take that approach. Yeah, 100%. And what we're really cautious of doing as well, and I think we're quite uniquely positioned with the product to do this, is the research isn't really laboursome for the staff because what we do is we'll do it alongside something they already do, like we explained before with the mobility, for example, or their typical prehab, and we'll collect data that they probably already collect. So if they're doing that before a gym session, we'll do it on a day that they already do um, the score, the lifts or the power movements or whatever they do. So we'll do the prep before that and do it versus control and do a crossover so that we have the data between two groups in a match pairs design and they're their own uh, control as well because we'll do it crossover over a few weeks. And then you have some really cool data, but they're already collecting it. Mm-hmm. So the only labor there is actually just data analysis to, to run, but we can actually get students from universities to help us with that because we've got links with academic institutions. So the, the ask from the clubs is actually very little or very limited. It, it's just getting the T's crossed and the uh, the I's dotted to make sure we can actually run the study in the first place. You mentioned before about some of the research being done, more, and I know you can't discuss some of it in detail, but you personally, where's, where's it most exciting for you? What areas of the research do you find most exciting and are you eager to get done? Well, good question, <laughs> because all of it excites me, to be honest. It's... <laughs> Because obviously my background was in research um, and I've only just really picked up that mantle again the past 12 months with Hydro because the initial three years were really setting up the business, growing the business and whatnot. Now we're at a place where the awareness is there and I have the scope to start looking deep into research. All of it's exciting me because as well, I'm fortunate that I have the network to be able to facilitate it. So like I said, friend of mine from LJMU Huddo is at Gloucester Rugby you know so he's running the study for us James Moorhen is at Bristol Bears he ran the study for us I have links into academic institutions we can easily get ethics through you know it's it's a really easy thing for me to step into because I had the pre-existing network and what that means is we're going to get some really robust studies done in a very uh, yeah very integral way they're going to be very scientifically you know it's going to have a lot of scientific integrity sorry I'm mixing my words here because we have experience in the team, we know what we're doing. So I'm just so excited to actually 
get some studies out there that are properly robust and going to help the industry. Brilliant. If people are listening, Warren, and they want to get involved in terms of research, like they might be using Hytro already, which I'm sure many people are, what would you say to them in terms of getting in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, we can drop some show notes in, I guess, with emails and where to contact us, right? But yeah, we, we'd we love to, I mean, I've got a lot on a lot on the plate right now. I think we have nine studies either under underway or about to start, which is incredible. We're always looking for more. It's just more of our bandwidth. But please get in touch. Let's discuss. There might be some really cool, unique case studies we can do. If you're already using Hytro as well and you have some ideas, please let us know. Uh, we'll drop an email in the show notes to get in touch. But yeah, pl- please do. Please do get in touch. And I'm guessing from your perspective, it's a case of, yes, to get the research done, but also like you kind of referenced before, when you've got questions, performance questions or issues that come up that are maybe a bit more individual to the club in that setting, you want to hear from them as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the very original questions that we had was, how do we recover while traveling? And that was one of the first things we did with Hytro was once we realized BFR is an incredible recovery tool, we started saying, well, hang on a sec, this could be used on a bus, which you can't really do anything else on a bus. And that's leading to research that we're now doing. So any questions like that that we don't know the answer to yet, perhaps we could find an answer for. So yeah, how do we how do we recover on a bus? How do we I don't know how do we recover 50 people at once without having to supervise them? That's been another question that we've answered. So yeah, yeah just in terms of any questions you have, we'd love to consult and find ways to make it work. Brilliant. It's great to catch up, Warren. Yeah, it might be cool for us to just quickly touch on um, one more thing, if that's okay. Go for it. ACLs ACLs in women's sport at the moment, we've seen, obviously, I don't know if you've seen the media around it and the prevalence of ACL at the moment. It's pretty pretty crazy, right? Um, And we've actually had eight or nine female athletes rehab with Hytro, actually, in recent months. Uh, we've ju- we just seen some incredible, incredible outcomes. And I'd implore people to go look on our socials because we've had various, you know, professional uh, footballers, professional rugby players use the product and record it for their rehab process. Uh, and it's gone out on our socials. One in particular, Charlie Willett, uh, she's Exeter Chiefs player and international rugby player as well. But she's been using it now since her injury seven months ago. But her injured limb is now it has a larger muscle mass and it's stronger than her uninjured limb and she puts that down directly due to doing bfr throughout her rehab process and also she continues to use it for recovery and for preparation prior to training so it's actually just completely embedded into her practices day to day she'll use it every single day now and we see that often in athletes that use it but we're seeing it a lot in female athletes Hmm. and (laughs) i don't want to overstep a line here but i feel like Female athletes in particular are a lot more inquisitive and want to know more about what they're doing. And that's fantastic for me because I can talk about the science. I can explain why they're doing what they're doing. And because of that, the buy-in is huge. And what we're seeing is there's no drop-off. They're using it and continuing to use it post-rehab for uh, in-season kind of preparation and recovery. Um, But yeah, just, just to speak to the ACL point, we're really seeing a huge benefit using BFR in women's athletes, specifically for ACLs. Um, and we must remember that BFR has been used for decades and decades for ACLs after reconstructions and, and surgeries. But obviously now with this prevalence of ACLs in women's sport, I think, you know, if you have an ACL, please speak to us. You know, we, we'd be more than happy to help. Brilliant. 
And do you want to just give the so you've referenced the socials a few times? It's at Hytro, is that right? Yeah, um, it's at Hytro underscore, but just type in Hytro, it'll come straight up at the top. Yeah, H Y T R O for anyone that's searching. Yeah, go and check it out because I know they put you're putting loads of great um information out, but also loads of examples like you've mentioned in, in the podcast today. So yeah, I do um encourage people to go and actually have a look and see some of the work that's being done as well. Yeah, please do. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'd also like to say that we're going to be out at the NSCA conference over in Las Vegas next month. So if anyone's there, please do come say hi. We'll be exhibiting. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. International expansion. Um, yeah, we'll be at the NSCA for the four days. I'm at the UFC Performance Institute delivering a lecture there with uh, Duncan French. That's going to be fun. And then we're at various clubs over the two weeks. So if you're a club over in Las Vegas or it's in the nearby territory. Let us know. We'd love to come visit. Um, or if you're at NSCA, please get in touch. We, we'd love to love to meet up on the day. Top man. Warren, thanks for coming back on. We'll schedule another one in. In not We won't leave it as long this time because things are moving pretty quickly, but it'd be great to see the updates on research and everything that's going to be coming out over the next few months and so. So we'll, we'll get another one in and have another discussion at some point. 100%, mate. I'll keep you updated for sure. Perfect. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, Ben. Thank you. Cheers. Now, it's been absolutely brilliant watching companies that we work with, that we work closely with, like Hytro, progressing and doing some brilliant work in the world of sport. And I say the world of sport isn't just football. They're working in cricket, in rugby, with a number of different sports as well. But obviously, with our focus, it's great to see the amount of football clubs investing in Hytro and really optimizing their recovery and helping with the research that's being carried out as well, which is obviously some of the stuff that we spoke about in this episode. So I really appreciate Warren coming on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. What I would love on this one is if you use Hydro, I'd love to hear from you in terms of how you've used it, maybe some of the biggest benefits that you've you've seen working with your players as well. I'm sure Warren would love that feedback too. So reach out, drop us either a DM message on social media at FootballFitFed on Twitter and Instagram or you can email us mail at FootballFitFed.com. In terms of some of the takeaways that I took away from it, I think the research sounds really exciting, especially some of the stuff that's going to be coming over the next few months slash years. Um, The big thing was where Warren kept speaking around that when they're working with clubs, they'll, they'll find out what their program is and then they'll discuss ways that they can implement BFR to that and the use of Hytro. It's not a case of them stepping into a club and just redesigning a program. They're working collaboratively with the club and the practitioners at the club to make it work in that setting because everyone's program will be slightly different in terms of logistics and timing. So they're obviously working really well with the club um, and the program that's already in place. I think the other areas that are really interesting which is obviously there's not too much research on just yet, was the combination of ice baths and BFR. So that'll be really interesting to see where that goes. And also the work around ACLs and BFR as well. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about it in the women's game recently. And um, if practitioners are getting involved with using BFR and Hydro with some of the rehab program programming that they're doing, um, or even some of the, like we spoke about, the movement prep side of things as well, not just the recovery so I think there's so many different avenues that over the next um, sort of 
few seasons there could be some real good strides forward in terms of the research in these areas so really exciting times make sure you go and check them out i'm sure you've seen them over on socials but if you haven't search at hytro h-y-t-r-o um, and you can check out some of the work you can also check out the actual garments the t-shirt and the shorts um, i've got both i do thoroughly recommend them not just because we've got warren on the podcast or that they're sponsors i use the t-shirt all the time and um, only a few weeks ago, I actually purchased the shorts as well. And I've been using them recently. Took them on a, a recent holiday and absolutely love them. So make sure you go and check them out. And also, I just want to say a massive thank you to our other sponsors as well. Check out the Good Prep for your meal prep delivery services. And also a company doing some incredible work in pro sports um, over in America as well. And that is Rezzel. Go and search at Rezzel to check out all the amazing work that they are doing in VR, virtual reality. They were at our recent event in Manchester as well, had a little go on the heading heading drill that they've got going on at the moment and didn't score the best. So if you do use Rezzle, I'm sure you'll probably beat my score. But yeah, go and check them out. The Good Prep, Rezzle, and obviously Hydro as well. And a big thank you to them for sponsoring the podcast. Huge thank you again for listening. And I'll speak to you again next week in episode 245.